Every parting gives a foretaste of death. Every reunion, a hint of resurrection. Arthur Schopenhauer. Bending, Not Breaking, Season 2, Episode 17, Lake Laudai. And we're back with another episode of Bending, Not Breaking. I am Sunshine Mayfield. And this is Ben Pruitt. And we are here with our wonderful producer, Mr. Max Gongoware. Hey, Max. Hey, guys. Welcome back. It's good to be here. Super exciting uh, to, to spend time together. Um, we are recording uh, Season 2, Episode 17, Lake Guy right now, which you are currently listening to because that's how podcasts work. Lake Guy, Which is not the fun vacation that it is painted as. Seems like a very uh, non-vacation-y thing. Be- being brainwashed is not a part of what I want on a vacation. When people meet me and they're like trying to get to know me, pretty well you know i like to tell them i'm a pretty big lake lao guy okay that was a joke attempt by max gongwer our wonderful producer works every time 60 percent of the time ben how are you doing what's something you're grateful for this week let's let's throw a little gratitude out into the world max i'm coming to you next I am grateful that I've had the opportunity to practice uh, some forms of creativity that I typically have not given enough time to. So I've been able to play the piano more. I've been able to sing more. I, I mean, I have a music degree, and I don't do much music during my normal day. And now I have a chance to do that more often. And so that's been really nice. And I'm exploring other... Uh, avenues of creativity. I've, I wrote a spoken word poem the other day. That was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. You want to recite it now? I I don't. Okay. Well, I'm glad you've had that time. Me too. Max, what about you? What's something uh, you're grateful for? I am grateful for um, my friends who uh, are sociable. And nice to me. I'm not great at gratitude when I don't have a few moments to think about it. I gave you moments. I literally said I was coming to you next. It was like putting you on deck. Well, I was. I still wasn't ready. He but was practicing being a good listener. But you're grateful for your friends. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you, y'all, for sharing some gratitude today. Um, I think I'm just I'm gratitude for um, things like this. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I'm showing the grateful things and the words. I'm grateful for um, just having an outlet like this where I can talk about a lot of things that are on my mind, but through a lens, uh, through the show of Avatar. I think that's a really cool thing that I get to do on a weekly basis, and that's something I really enjoy. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. What are y'all grateful for? Let us know at bnb underscore pod on Instagram or, or Twitter or both. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. Well, it is time for Lake Max's uninformed recap. Max, I uh, assume you didn't watch this episode, but you know what they say about I missed it. Oh, 
Well, <laughs> well, it came on in 2006. It's and called Lake it. Lao Guy. So, I know that. I'm a huge Lake Lao Guy. <laughs> so, Max, are you ready for your scenes in your keywords? From Lake Lao Guy. Yes, I am ready. Scene one. Sokka gets upset after the gang prints missing Appa flyers and then makes fun of his drawings. Are you ready for the next one? Yeah. Okay. That was called Dead Air. I'm going to have to fix that in post. Ah. I'm not going to, but I should. <laughs> the next scene, or the ending scene is Zuko and Iroh walk out of the tunnel and Zuko drops the blue spirit mask into the lake. Lake Laogai. Wait, Zuko and Iroh walk out of the tunnel and Zuko drops the blue spirit mask into the lake. Laogai. Right. Your key words are Tea shop. Tea shop? Yeah, like a shop there where they make tea. Ah, got it. Jet. Memories. Cell. I'm not telling you which version. Dang it. Rescued. Those are your five keywords. Got it. Are you ready? Yeah. Pulling up the timer now. On your mark. Get set. Go. The episode begins when Sokka gets upset after the gang prints missing Appa flyers and then makes fun of his drawings. So in order to get over being made fun of, Sokka decides to go to a tea shop to drink some tea uh, because tea always makes Sokka feel better. And I'm not sure. I don't want to misgender Sokka, so I'm just going to keep referring to this person in the third person. Then, after drinking the tea... The, the, the barista makes latte art in the shape of a jet. Uh, and everybody thinks that's really cool. And it brings back memories of a time when they learned how to fly together. They being Sokka and the Wright brothers. Because Sokka was friends with the Wright brothers back in Kitty Hawk. Ten um, seconds. And that's when they sell that airplane um, because uh, it's going to be worth a lot of money. Three. Uh, which will rescue them and Zuko and Iroh walk out of the tunnel and Zuko drops the blue spirit mask into the lake. The blue spirit mask is what they call the original airplane of Orville and Wilbur Reitenbacher. Wasn't that the spirit of St. Louis? Why would it be the spirit? No, that doesn't make any sense. It was was the wrong type of cell, Max. I'm sorry. We were looking for like a prison cell. I know. And that's actually what I wrote down (laughs) is the correct type of cell. But then my recap just led me in a different direction than I meant to go. So We're going for accuracy, Max, not creativity. Uh, to me, they're the same thing, baby. All right. I get 30 seconds on the clock. Ben, are you timing? I... Yeah, totally. All right. You tell me when. Go! Uh, Saga gets upset and gang prints missing Oppa flyers, and then they have to go post them. And then we, uh, Iroh gets his own tea shop, and that's cool. But Judy comes back, but it's the old Judy, not the new Judy. And so the gang's really suspicious. And then the Dai Li are watching everything that happens. And then uh, Iroh's thinking of names, and and uh, Zuko uh, sees the bison and the Avatar things, and so they go and chase on that. The gang ends up getting a crew together, and they meet Jet, and Jet's telling the truth, even though he's Five. also lying. And then they go search for Appa. They don't find him, but then they get in a fight with the Dai Li, and then Appa <laughs> comes and saves everybody and then zuko drops the blue spirit mask into the lake yeah that was an extra like four seconds 
I'm just doing the best I can. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. cool, All right, so our lens today. Do you ever wonder if, like, some people listen to this podcast on one and a half speed? And then when you do your fast talking 30 seconds, it's it's even that much faster. I want to hear what you sound like. Well, typically, I uh, (laughs) I listen to mine at 1.25. You can do that. I listen to mine at normal times. Yeah. Like, you know, real time. Yeah, when I go back and I listen to the episodes, uh, 1.25. I don't have that option on my device. Interesting. I listen on Spotify. Oh. So maybe that's why. I'm an Apple Podcasts guy. Me too. Brand loyal. Both of you. Interesting. I would argue most of our listeners listen on Spotify. I would Um, argue that's cool. Yeah. Fun fact. You can can listen however you want. Can you cite why you would argue that? We have data that would support that. And you have access to that data? Yeah. You don't even give your producer access to that data? It's a Noah thing. You got to talk to the EP. So Noah has data. Yeah, he gives me the rundown report similar to in the... Listen here, Noah. I actually have access to it. Noah, I know you can hear me. Why aren't you sending me these datas and... I hope you're having a great day. You know that scene in the first episode of the newsroom where they're like Sam Rockwell, or not Sam Rockwell, uh, Watterson. Uh, Charlie Skinner. Yeah, well, Sam Watterson uh, tells you know the vice president not to give Will McAvoy's ratings. Uh, uh, yeah, in the, this scenario, the, the, I'm Will McAvoy, the, uh, and Noah's Chris Messina is his is the actor's name. Really. I think so. And Ethan? today we're talking about Lake Laogai. Like the newsroom is so good, y'all. If you have access to HBO, watch that show. It's so good. But I am a big Lake Lao guy, so let's keep going. All right. So, our <laughs> nice segue, Max. Our lens for today is... Reunion. Reunion. We are reunited together right now. Reunited and it's just okay. That's how the song goes. I don't know that song. All right, anyways. um, So, Reunion, how did you think about this? Because it seems to me there's different types of reunions, but you're just reuniting, right? Yeah, totally, totally, totally. What were big big reunited moments? Reunion. And not like a high school reunion. I think there's a lot of reunions that happen in this. There's just a lot of comings and goings and people getting back together and then people getting and meeting each other and then themselves. There's reunions everywhere. Is meeting someone for the first time a reunion or just a union? What? If you're meeting someone for the first time, is that a reunion or is that just a union? I mean, it's six one way, half a dozen the other. Depends on who you ask. I think he's right. It may there. There are times where I might meet somebody for the first time in this life. <laughs> Thank you, Max. <laughs> <laughs> Max, I want to know what were you in a past life? I mean, I don't know. Could have been anything. What Max do you, what do you was think? Appa. What do you think? I, I probably wasn't Appa because then I feel like I would at least have some yep yep some memories of this this <laughs> this, this whole show? experience. Yeah, right. Max, I'm not guarantee. I don't guarantee you that you remember like the last time we recorded. What do you? What type of stereotype are you trying to pass about me right now? Is that? Is there a stereotype? I don't know. People with short-term memory issues. All right. Um, what was? Is there a unique reunion in this that really stuck out to you, Ben? Well, I mean, the whole episode is driving towards the reunion of Appa with the gang. Finally, right? Oh, it's been so many episodes. Yeah, oh, the dog days are over. Am I right? 
There's a song about that. Yes, Florence. Okay. Um. So yes, it's leading to the big reunion. Yeah. Appa coming out of the sun. Yeah. I mean, how did he get there? I, that must have been hot. Oh. Uh, anyways, but you, what a cool moment, and then just completely just destroys the Dai Li. Yeah, I think Appa was holding back some uh, resentment and anger towards the Dai Li. It's like he went through some trauma. Maybe a little. Yeah. Maybe just a little. Okay. So that's a that's a cool reunion. Anything else in the show that you're like, oh that's a that's an interesting little reunion? Nope, no other reunions. I would say Jet and Katara. Ooh. Ooh little, little little love connection that happened in the first season. And now And now they're reuniting under Katara's being super prejudiced. To well like with good reason. And still super prejudiced. So let's talk about that, right? So like how much does the last time you interacted with someone play into the way that you should interact with them the next time, right? Probably a lot. Um, but does that, like, out, if you're living outside, was Katara living outside of her value system right there? Um, mm, debatable. I, so let's let's talk about it. I don't know if she was or not, but, like, should she have been kinder to him? I think that... If it were me and I were to paint an ideal situation, I would want to, pending my safety, is if my safety, right? if like my safety is on, if my safety is not a factor, then I would want to give the benefit of the doubt. I would want to trust but verify. Yeah, but when safety is a factor, you don't. She doesn't have the ability in this moment to necessarily not think the worst. Sure. Because of what has well, happened in prior experience. And she starts off alone. She's not with the gang. They had split up at this point, right? And so she's fighting him off as a means of probably to protect herself because last time he got the better of all of the group, right? So, yeah, I think that her prejudice is certainly founded and has a place, but I also am hopeful that we can move past those prejudices even when because people can change yeah so what does that look like for us right like one i think there's it's interesting things like they don't have the ability to communicate with each other outside of this experience um there's no social media there's no you know texting so there's no way for the him to have like changed his experience or changed her experience after they last met so and for us in the real world, what does that look like? Do we treat people without kindness because we aren't in a safe space to do that? Or do we have to be assume the worst sometimes? What does that look like? I don't know if we have to. I, I think that it is often easier to assume the worst after you've been given reason to, right? But I also think that in in the real world, I think we have a little bit more ability and capacity to fact check, right? Um, and we can also like set boundaries, right? And say, hey, oh, I just ran into you. You like, I'm gonna walk away and don't follow me. And I wonder if Katara could have just said, this isn't not the place or the time where I want to have this conversation. If you want to prove that you can do that, like, let's meet when I have people around me that i trust that can help protect me from you yeah well because typically we don't have people chasing us with swords through like city streets but that doesn't mean there aren't other dangers that we could come across or or other individuals could come across and and um 
it almost feels like um and i i can't say this for certain but like what would it be like to see a past abuser on the streets or something like that sure um, i mean in, in a way like this isn't a, like a literal abuser but there's some a manipulation involved and in the things that he did were certainly not okay right he crossed lines there's a reason several that boundaries she's reacting crossed. this yeah. way like again it's not unfounded and jet has changed right there has. has been a lot of growth in this young man right um that is evident in this episode and next episode right it's just it's evident yeah well i mean throughout this episode he he runs into smellerby again there's a whole him being brainwashed thing which brings me to my next question is there like is this a moment where he's reuniting with himself? That's what I wrote down. Well, um, once they kind of trigger the old memories and well, he kind of gets and, brought back to Well, and that's metaphorical in a way. Like, how do they trigger those old memories, right? In order to trigger those old memories, in order to tap into your old self, you had to be healed first, right? There was an element of, like, the waterbending healing factor that healed him enough to be able to get in touch with his old self. So in a way... I'm thinking about how sometimes there are things within us that we forget. There are sometimes things within us that are uh, taught that we should like, and I, like we're taught about trauma. Trauma teaches our minds to react to certain things a certain way. Right. And then in order to get in touch with those things, we have to heal in order to realign our brain to be able to process those. And he literally said this, I can't, it's too painful. And then Katara stepped in and said, hey, let me help you. Which sometimes to be in, in our living into our most authentic selves, we need help from others. Yeah, well, and we need to accept and receive healing. And that's mm -hmm. not always something that we can receive. Sometimes it's something that comes within us. But I think that there's a reason why healing is involved. And I think that that's a really cool picture. Absolutely. Sure. It's a... His transformation throughout this episode is really cool. His story arc in this episode is is pretty awesome. It's, um, it's it could be tear inducing. Inducing. It's better than uh, we like him more in this season than we do at the end of season one. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Let's talk about the reuniting of the gang and and Judy, the real Judy, the well, first Judy. Well, is it the real Judy? Or real to us. I, well, the first one we know, right? The first one, maybe. But the real one we saw in this episode, that there's like 20 of them. There's lots of Judy's. <laughs> um, but because of their interactions with her the first time, we, it gives it goes back into... They, uh, they ask a couple questions. They don't like the answers. They don't really trust her. Um, but they kind of give her the benefit of the doubt to start with until she starts giving answers and being like, you can't post flyers. And then Aang's like, yeah, I've had it. I've I'm, had I'm, it. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, let's break some rules. Destroys house. Little little tough line. Isn't tough fun? Sometimes. Uh, any other cool moments of reuniting that popped out? I mean, I think there are several uh, moments of re reuniting for sure. I think if we go back to this, I, I, this idea of reuniting with yourself um i think we have to bring in zuko uh because zuko has this like mass transformation throughout this 
uh, where I guess it bleeding into next episode, I guess, but um, he's facing an existential crossroads right now. And he is living a life where he's able to spend time without stress. I mean, typical, like aside from like typical daily stresses, but he's, living with his uncle, he's working, he's making a living, he's able to thrive. They've been collectively promoted to an, uh, have their own tea shop. <laughs> things are looking up from a standpoint of if that's something that you can be content with. But that's that not lifestyle. good enough. Exactly. And that not good enough mindset is something that he's been grappling with for a while, right? And so towards the end of this episode, when he is faced with like, okay, do I let Appa go or do I capture Appa and figure out how to capture the Avatar. And finally, this is the moment where... We see angry Uncle Iroh. We, yeah, well, like, finally. Iroh has been so loving and kind to the point where it's sometimes we can question, like, sometimes anger is better communicator. I'm not saying it is a better communicator. Or to act out of anger. Yeah, I'm saying sometimes it can send a message that being calm can't. Right. Um, there are cultures who grow up where teachers, uh, I learned this when I was studying education, but there are cultures that grow up where um, kids don't respond to nice because they think you're joking until you yell at them. Because that's where they, that's how they grow up and that's what they're around and surrounded by. So when a, te- a kid at home, mom says, Hey, it's time to go to bed. They're like, Pah! and then they keep going. And then they find mom finally yells, go to bed. And that's when they know, oh, it's time to really go to bed now. Mm-hmm. But the teacher at school never yells. And so the, can, the kid continues to act that way. I mean, oh, oh, it's not time yet. She hadn't yelled yet. Right. And so different cultures react differently to different styles. And I think that we can try again and again using one. And if it continues to fail, that's the definition of insanity. Like, and I'd say that somewhat lightly, but like to try something again and again without a, without any change. Right. And so mm-hmm. at this point, Iroh's finally like, he's, he's changed. He said, dude, this isn't acceptable anymore. You've got to make this choice. And I'm not saying that's what convinced Zuko, but I do think that this it, is a big moment. For it made him. him pay attention. Yeah, I think it did. I'd be like, I think it did. And then what? We're going to give him some tea? Make him sleep in the apartment? You dum-dum! That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think in this moment, Zuko chooses himself in a way that he never has before. Right? Mm-hmm. He's always chosen his dad. Right? He's always chosen Ozai and let him run his life. And in this moment, he's like, no, I'm going to choose me. This is something that... And I think that that kind of reuniting with yourself is really cool. Who are you and what do you want? Yeah, I mean, that... Which is... It's a big question. Which and it's one of the things, too, because sometimes you get pitched like, oh, you're being selfish if you think about yourself. Um, and the reality is, sometimes, maybe... But sometimes you can't help other people if you're not also helping yourself. Um, and you can't be the best person if you don't focus, you know, the best person you can be if you're not focusing on you a little bit. Um, if not more than a little bit. I think we should focus on ourselves more. 
Yeah. Not, every, not everybody. <laughs> so that you can serve people better. Yeah. Not, not so that you can serve yourself better, but like focus on you so you can help others. Yeah. Right. Um, anything else worth highlighting out of the, when, when it comes to reuniting? You know, I just think about what, <sighs> reunions are typically considered a good thing. And like, oh, I love to reunite with, right? Like, re- it just, it seems like it's a good thing. It I've has never a, thought about going to a reunion and had positive feelings about it. Well, and that's, so that's kind of my next point. Like, family reunions, I'm not a big fan of. Some people really love them. Camp reunions, like, I'm fine Camp with. reunions, I am. Like, I love to go see those people. And, it, like, high school reunions, I wanted to go, but I couldn't. I didn't make any extra effort to go when I was told that I was going to be out of town. I was like, oh, But it was one of the... <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, no. But it's interesting because, like, this this idea of union and reunion therefore seems like a like it has a positive connotation and yet forced reunions are not something that seem as positive uh yeah so i you know when you were talking about that that kind of the moment that appa thinks that he's about to be reunited with someone or we are led to believe as the audience that appa and Aang are going to get reunited yeah and no, no, it's uh, it's Zuko, seeing Appa, and uh, Appa was not happy about it. Yeah, I just—it's really interesting to think about because I, I, I am called to think about the times where reunions exist in my life, and then again called to question whether, like, I don't want to go to a reunion that I don't want to be a part of. Right. And I don't want anyone to be forced that to take part in a reunion that they don't want to be a part of. But at the same time, the ritual of gathering and being together is also really important in mm-hmm. terms of relationship. And I'm just conflicted. There's a lot there that I just, I'm, I'm conflicted. Well, I had family members, um, you know, I had a grandmother who was kind of mean to me when I was growing up. And so anytime that we, I was told that I was going to go see her, I wasn't super stoked about it because I knew that I was going to be like, you know, verbally tormented mm-hmm. in my three day stay at her place. Um, and I feel like that that's on the easy side of things. When it comes to those moments, I think about other people who are forced to go spend time with family or um, be in those situations and, and aren't able to kind of choose for themselves whether or not they're going to be there. But there's higher stakes involved, like getting your humanity questioned, um, and which that wasn't something I experienced. So I can only imagine they'd be that much worse because um, I knew that I didn't like my experience. Um, so, yeah, forced reunions aren't. That also like like conjures up the imagery of like forced hugs and forced physical touch yep. and things that also feel icky, you know. Well, and I imagine they they feel icky, but they're like they're meant well sometimes. But like, but it's... like, but no, but also no, right? Like, I want I want autonomy over what I get to do with my body and like who touches me. And well, it's like... the same thing. I want autonomy with what I get to do with my time. Right? It's the exact same thing. Like, I, me being able to say, I don't want to go, sounds very similar to, don't hug me. Right? I want the autonomy of my life 
right? If we take, if we zoom out, mm-hmm. right, that is a very similar context. And while one is physically my body and one is my time, I feel as though being forced into any of it is not okay. Correct. And parents do it all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, because where's that line of, no, you're going to regret this if you don't go. And because this is, might be the last time you see XY family member. Well, and that's like, I feel like I'm feeling called to, because m- most of the time it's like, I don't like get in the car. This is for your own good. Well, it's like your physical safety, right? Like I, you can't stay at home by yourself. You're not old enough yet. Like you have to go. Um, well, I just, I, why, and I am not a parent and I, I don't even know if I will be a parent. We'll see. But it's one of those things where I want to think that I can have a conversation with my child and level with them and be like, hey, I understand these feelings that you're having. Like, oh, I don't tell me more about them so I can. And then I want to say, hey, here's where I'm coming from. We need, like, this is something that we need to do as a family. And I want to respect your feelings and your thoughts on this. And this is something that we need to do. And I just, like, I think we have to be willing to put in that time up front or later on expect to deal with it and for it to take triple the amount of time later on in the form of tantrums and arguments, arguments and et cetera. Because I think how many times do we do, I assume, you know, again, not a parent on my end either. Um, well-meaning parents lose track of time or the conversation is taking longer than it needs to. And so it then turns to like, all right, just get in the car. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and you can't like, I can't fault that because I have seen it. I have done it. <laughs> like I've, like I've been working with kids for a long time. Well, how many time. times have you had a teen conversation where you talk with them for an hour and they still don't get it? And I, you're like, well, and and you're like right, okay, you're not allowed to do this. Well, right. Like that's yes, like, that's the Yes. Answer. And I have been up until four o'clock in the morning having that conversation. Right. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where sometimes it needs to happen and sometimes we need to draw a line, but I'm just curious where that line is. And if that line can be moved at all for any of us, then I wonder if it's worth it. If it's even like, just check your patience, check, I'm going to check mine, check yours. What does that patience look like? And can we afford to offer a bit more? Yeah. So let's highlight some of the things we've, what are the takeaway points from what we've recapped so far? One, um, the way that you leave an experience with someone is likely going to affect the way that you reunite with them later. Um, if you've got the, a safety and the privilege to, to approach situations, um, with kindness and assuming the best, you know, that's what you should ultimately try to do. Um, forced reunions aren't a positive thing. Um, any other big takeaways from, from the recapping this episode? I think you're doing great. Stop. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I'm also called as this, like this idea of reunion as intervention. And so if we go back to that Zuko Iroh moment, when Zuko is the blue spirit and isn't like with Appa, um, Zuko's not expecting that reuniting so soon. Right. Um, 
and that reuniting is an, it's an intervention. Like he is reuniting in this moment at that time as a form of saying, Hey, I want to address this thing that you're doing. Yes. I know that you're the blue spirit. Yes. I know that this is something that you'd care deeply about. And Zuko, <laughs> it's got to stop. It's got to change. Think about you. Yeah. So I just, I think that timing matters. I think that's a, something that is important um, when you think about the reunions and how you're using them and what the implications of you reuniting with someone, whether it's on their terms or not, and what is the message you're sending by reuniting with whomever you're choosing. I think there's something there as well. It's a good point. With the purpose behind reuniting and whether that's something you should choose to do or not do. Correct. Yeah. Um, the only other one that I think, uh, so the moment where uh, Smeller B and Jet see each other again, and th- they're different people, right? So yep. it reminded me of reuniting with, with someone in, where people have changed from the last time you, you met them. Yeah. Um, and how Toph validated both of them in that experience and how Smeller B was very open. Yeah, she's been holding on to this, like, being able to tell tell people lot are lying for a hot minute. She's just been like keeping that under the rug. How, I haven't gone back in the episodes to see like when nope. would that skill have been useful. Oh yeah, but I guarantee you there would have been times that we could have watched from early on and been like that would have been useful. I wonder what that it would have be been like. useful. I wonder if, what it would be like to go back and look at it. Just oh, that with that lens, useful. just to be like oh. Oh, she didn't say anything there. Well, how many times in the first episode when she first meets Aang would that have been like a, oh, you're telling the truth. 20 minutes of this episode might be dis- discarded. But, so, but, but my, let's go into that, with, though, with the assumption that she's always had this ability, or at least she's been honing this ability for long enough to where when they meet, she still has that ability. Mm-hmm. What does it then mean that she is withholding it? Yeah. Right. Sure. I think that's an interesting conversation, but not for this episode. Nope. Um, but I think it, what she does is important by validating the truth of both individuals, even though um, there's been some changes. I think that, that was a cool little moment. All right. Max, you got anything to add for this episode? Not at this time. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to try potentially a new little activity, and then our devotion as we look through reunion through the element of earth we'll be right back all right we're glad you're back and still listening we always like it when you keep listening that's really important for us because we like to know that you're enjoying what we're doing what we're talking about really i just need you to click the link and you don't have to listen just no just stream it (laughs) you can just stream it and give us a five-star review while you're at it yeah you really want to help us out when you go to bed at night you turn on the podcast and you let it play just the whole thing the whole started episode one and just let it play and then you know repeat you can just turn it turn the volume down all the way but that way you know we're still getting streams and then the next night next night do it on a different podcatcher so if you did it on spotify one night oh that's true that's true that's true yeah stitcher the next one yeah and then apple Apple podcast after that yeah 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 
And then donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash the arc of E. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bonus content. Yes. All right. Continue, so, Ben. So one of the things that we've done the past couple weeks is we have been trying this Florilegia concept where we've been picking out little sparklets from the show, little quotes that stuck out to us. Little, just picking little flowers. Yeah, that's right. And then Florilegia. We're, and then we're smelling them and, you know, seeing how they work out. And so moral of the story is we're going to try something new and we're going to uh, test it out and see what happens. And uh, this one is going to be... Uh, uh, a practice of imagining ourselves into the show as if we were in the same space and time that the characters are. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, what we've done is we've picked a like 30 second ish clip from avatar and from the episode Lake cloud guy and relevant. Yeah. It's this episode. And so what I want us to do and I want our listeners to do it alongside us, theoretically, is to imagine ourselves into the scene. And I want you to do it intentionally in a way that, uh, like, either pick a character um, that you hear and imagine yourself as that character. Uh, pick, you can be a fly on the wall in the scene. However you are, just try and imagine yourself into the scene and see what you notice that comes up that is different and uh, how you experience that, that clip. And so take a moment. If you're driving, I, am, like, I encourage you not to close your eyes. But if you are in a place where you can, do me a favor and close your eyes and listen and imagine yourself into this text, into this wonderful show. And let's see what happens as we imagine ourselves into the world of Avatar, The Last Airbender. Here we go. All right, Avatar, you've caused me enough problems. This is your last chance. If you want your bison back. You do have Appa. Tell me where he is. Agree to exit the city now, and I'll waive all charges against you and allow you to leave with your lost pet. You're in no position to bargain. Am I not? You're definitely not. Jet, the Earth King has invited you to Lake Laogai. I am honored to accept his invitation. <laughs> <laughs> Well then, that's a heavy, heavy scene right there. Uh, yeah, so theoretically, we've been able to imagine ourselves into it. If you want to pause right here and go back and listen to it again, and now that you know what episode we're talking about or what clip we're talking about, you can go ahead and do that. But uh, we're just gonna go ahead and figure out where we came from. So I want to hear from you, Sunshine. What are what did, like? Where are you coming from? How, when you imagine yourself into this space, who were you? What were you? Where were you? What'd you feel? Tell I us, was tell us, tell us. I was Long Fane. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I felt like a power shift in my direction. I'm very cocky in that moment and very confident, especially with the fact that like Aang doesn't know that I've got a trick up my sleeve. Um and so I just I want Aang to leave. I don't want him bothering my Earth Kingdom. I don't want him bothering my Earth King. And I'll give him his stupid little pet back. I don't really care about that. But I'm very confident that I'm making it out of this situation in one piece um, without any issues. It kind of reminds me of the scene before as you talk about that, how like he always has his Dai Li agents kind of doing the dirty work, right? Mm -hmm. Like He didn't do any fighting no. in the last scene. In fact, as soon as it started to look like the Dai Li were like, oh, they don't have a handle on this, 
I'm going to run away. They do, and that's what leads us to this scene with Jet and Aang. Um, and he's like, oh, now that I have you cornered, I have this other trick up my sleeve. Yes. And it just is really interesting to, like, I want that when I'm playing games. I want to have the hidden trick up my sleeve, you know? Yeah. So it seems like a good position to be in if you're long fame at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I've got other thoughts because I also, like, somewhat pictured myself as a fly on the wall, but I want to hear what you thought first. Okay. So I was Ang, and I am so used to, like, not wanting to express my negative emotions, and I've been holding on to them this whole season. <laughs> And I get to this point where finally in this, like this episode, I'm starting to fight back. I get mad at Judy. I get mad at the world. I start to fight for Appa. I'm chasing him. And now at this point, I am so indignant that this guy has claimed that, oh, like I have the upper hand right now. And then Jet comes in and he's like, are you sure you have a bargaining chip? You want to bargain right now? And Aang's like, no, you most certainly don't. And I just, like, I feel so mad. And then when Long Fang f- invites Jet to Lake Laogai with his phrase, I am not only, I felt like dismay almost because I've been so mad for like so long and it just, I cannot catch a break and it, that's what i felt like in that moment when jet turned his back on ang yeah i just i felt like a uh, man again like there is nothing that is going my way so that that was something that came up for me that i didn't experience the first time i watched it yeah it, <laughs> i'm long fay i and i i sit there and i go worst case scenario for me jet buys me some time Best case scenario, he kills the Avatar. As a fly on the wall, I go, what do you think this is really going to do? Like, what you do really think the Jet's going to take down the Avatar? It's not going to happen. Well, I wonder if that's his real goal, because I don't think it is. I don't think he wants to take down the Avatar. You know? I think he wants to maintain control in his city. I think he wants the Avatar to go and let the city be itself while he handles all the world's problems. He just doesn't want Ba Sing Se to be involved. Right? right. Maybe. But at, at what point, like, then what's the purpose of this fight, then? That's a good question. Just just for me to escape? Because if the Avatar's going to come after me in 30 minutes, then, like, well, it's like what's wonder, the purpose? I wonder if it's a display of power. Right? Like, I am I am all-powerful. I have this trick up my sleeve. I've had tricks up my sleeve this entire time, and now I'm going to show you who's in control. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's what it was. But it's only like... A, it's like... It's like sub... It's faux control. You know what I mean? It's not really control if I can only control Aang for 15 minutes and put a little obstacle in his way. But I don't think that's how he's thinking about it, right? If I'm going to put him myself in his shoes, I'm not thinking that way. I'm think I'm thinking if I'm in his shoes, worst case scenario, this saves me gives me some time, best case jet kills the avatar and I don't have to deal with him anymore. That's interesting. Cuz what would the other option be? You know what I mean? Like the, the avatar gets trapped down there cuz well, that's ultimately what well, he's trying to do. I don't think do. he's thinking that far ahead, honestly. Personally, like, I just, I don't think he's thinking that far ahead. I think he's thinking, how do I 
survive this survive situation. this moment yeah. right i don't think he's plotting well enough in advance to get that far but maybe i'm wrong maybe you all imagine yourself into this scene differently and got a completely different read on some of these characters let us know by sending us a voicemail to the arc of would love to hear it love some voicemails we do find out next episode long Fei not great on his feet when coming up with like little lies or little things to do it's true it's true so, all right. Well, it's time for our devotion. Let's look through devotion, reunion devotion. through the element of earth. What rhymes with devotion? I, I'm drawing a blank. Commotion. Commotion. Devotion. Devotion. Making a commotion. I don't think that's a good one. We shouldn't do that. This is a terrible theme song. And this is not the time for us to write a theme song for the devotion segment. However, if okay. you write a theme song, we might use it as a transition. Dude, I would love for you to write a quick little theme song for our devotions. I think that would be lovely. Again, more work for Max to drop in. Com. But he's just over here drinking tea and on Twitter, so... Uh, y'all make my job easy. What can I say? And I appreciate it. All right, let's talk. All uh, thanks to our listeners. Yeah, reuniting, reunion uh, through Earth, through the element of Earth. What do you got, Ben? You know, I would be really interested to go back and listen to all of my Earth responses and all my water responses because I wonder how repetitive I am. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I feel like. I, after having this discussion about reunions, I'm I'm feeling called not to endure reunions that I don't want to be a part of. And I want to stand my ground. And if it's something that I'm not interested in or I don't want to be a part of, then I want to stand firm um, and plant my feet on the, on the earth and say no and be willing to say no and draw those boundaries. Um, that's that's where I'm feeling. I'm gonna cheat a little bit. That's cheating. Well, let's hear me out, and it's gonna be cheating, but this is where I integrity is a good thing. Really, a lot like the moments of reunion where they are, the containers are built for them to be positive experiences, and I think with Earth, when you are a grounded person and you are um, have an awareness of where you are and what you're doing. And then you pour in just a little bit of water, um, which I think is em- which I think is, is empathy. Then I think you get to really mold Earth into a great container. Um, and I think for me, that's my goal: is that when I do when reunions are necessary, and when I want to have them to make sure that they're in a space um, that is a safe container for for everyone involved to make them a positive experience. So it's it's a lot of Earth with a splash of water balance it's important yeah what are you gonna do this week let us know the archiv at gmail.com tweet at us yeah bnb underscore pod instagram us also bnb underscore pod there's bonus content we do artist of the week we do little thoughts for the week we got a lot of fun stuff that's on instagram and twitter so go follow us there yeah, share yeah, this yeah, with yeah, a friend yeah. if that would, that's honestly one of the best things you could do it's just like if you know someone who really likes avatar the last airbender just tell them to listen to this podcast that really is probably the highest quality uh oh my god contribution you can make yeah just just share this with a friend 
um, that, that might enjoy this as well. Speaking of contribution, have you noticed the great contribution to the world that the video somebody did during the pandemic? <laughs> uh, they created an avatar video that was like the avatar was all I of the... I saw that. <laughs> all of the hand like sanitizers and like distancing and everything com- with all of our powers combined. Um, it was a really cool uh, avatar Staying at home is Parody. the avatar, yes. Yeah, so I, uh, if you can find that 30-second clip, it's worth finding. Yeah, it's if uh, you go on our Twitter. Oh, I love that. It's there. So, um, great. Well, thank you so much for being here, Ben. Max, thank you for being here. Next week, we're going to talk about the episode 18, The Earth King, and we're going to do that through a lens of belief. belief. Um, so join us next time. I am Sunshine Mayfield. I believe I'm Ben Pruitt. And this has been Bending Not Breaking. Thank you for listening. No, thank you for listening.